this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why every single thing you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my intrepid producer, Ramon. Speaking of exact opposite. Speaking of exact opposite. Now, and Ramon works in uh, what looks like a padded cell, which is somewhat appropriate. I bring my own padding. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now we always start every every episode of this with the – uh, headlines of the day. You love the headlines of the day. Oh, I you? do. He loves them so much Highlight. he has sound effects. Oh, that's right. I do have the sound Skew effects. The sound effects yes, to make we... it more interesting. Are we going to start? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, wait, here no, we that's go. Not, that's, that's that's the end. The other one. Let's do the beginning. Let's do the beginning one first. We're new at this. Yes, we'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> that's right in about ten years. Okay, now it turns out, Ramon, that there are rumors. I don't know if you've heard these rumors. Mm. That the royal family may be having financial issues. Did you hear that? I did not. I think the suspicion started when people saw the queen wearing a cardboard crown from Burger King. I think. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. There it I is. I think that's a bad sign. <laughs> it may be a bad sign. Speaking of bad signs, I just want to – we've been talking about buyers and the buyer pre- – the fearless agent buyer presentation and the fearless agent – Rules and regs, as we like to call them, on how to work with buyers correctly. But uh, I was listening to a guy who wrote a book, you know, because I don't want to read the book. I want to listen to the guy who wrote the book. Just tell me what's probably in it. That way I – Just get to the point. That's, is what, that's you want. what podcasts yeah. are for. <laughs> that's a, So I not only have a podcast, I listen to podcasts with these boring people. So the guy's name is Jonathan Vespa. By the way, Ramon, have you ever ridden a Vespa? No, I have not. It's I would look a, like a, a circus bear riding. That's right. Those. That's right. So uh, uh, would look like he would look like the Empire State Building on a dolly. That's, that's about not it. a good thing. No. no, Vespa is an Italian word for breaks down often. Wasp. Is that is right? It? That's right. That's the Italian word for wasp. A little trivia, useless trivia, wow. but I happen to know for no apparent reason might come in handy on Jeopardy. So this Jonathan Vespa guy, he writes a book. Now, he used to be a Census Bureau demographer, which is a big word. We don't know what that means, but he was talking about millennials. So what is the truth about millennials? Now, if you got epi- – now, you don't subscribe to Realtor Magazine like I do. Not anymore. But they're constantly talking about millennials like this, millennials like that. Well, here's the truth about millennials, according to Jonathan Vespa. 33% of millennials, one-third, live alone or with a spouse. 66% of millennials, this is age 18 through 35, 66% of them live with their parents or on a, in a dorm room or on some guy's sofa. Okay, you've had the guy on the sofa. You know what I'm talking about. So he he mentioned that there are four common milestones of adulthood, none of which you or I qualify for. That's a separate issue. Nope. We don't want to 
you know, doing a podcast would be one of the things that would rule you out. But number one is getting married. You might want to write these down. Are you married, Ramon? I am indeed. Okay. To a sorry, female. ladies. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's proof that if guys like Ramon and I can get married, it's proof of two things: there are women with very low standards, and begging works. And you can sex. get off your couch. And that's and, right. Yeah. That's right. Number two would be having kids. Do you have kids, Ramon? I do not. I, now I have a kid. I don't recommend it. That's all I'm saying. I I've heard kid. you say that before. She's yes. 24. Uh, she finally got a job, by the way. That's just, we could celebrate that. So uh, number three, oddly, is having a job, which she now has. And then number four is living away from your parents. Uh, so in 1975, how many? What percentage of the people between 18 and 35? were married, had kids, had a job, and were living away from their parents? And the answer is 45%. Darn near half. Today, it's 24%. Half the amount. So the truth about millennials is they're broke. And if you're in real estate, you don't need to be talking to millennials. Who you need to be talking to is their parents and their parents' parents. So Grandparents, so the old people with equity, uh, so avoiding first-time home buyers. Uh, you know, pe- people will say, "I really enjoy helping first-time home buyers." I hear that quite a bit. I said, "Well, if you would make three times as much money, never ever again working with a first-time home buyer." Would you consider giving that up? And all of them say yes. It is not my passion. It's just what I fell into accidentally. So, so one of the we've been talking about the secrets to uh, working with home buyers. So I think we're on secret number three. It's been a week since we were together. So uh, I think secret number three, or I know secret number three, is create urgency. So one way you create urgency by working with buyers is by not doing whatever, what all your competitors as real estate agents are doing. So what your competitors are doing is they keep signing people up on these uh, – I think they call them portals uh, – for an email drip that shows them the new listings that match their little search requirements. So if you want people to never meet with you and never buy and never sign on the dotted line, keep sending them stuff. That will make that not happen. So the secrets to creating urgency, one of them would be when you're showing houses, you prepare them for the worst. Now, most agents say, you know what? I saw this 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 next house we're going to see. I've seen this house and it is absolutely spectacular. They remodeled everything. It's absolutely beautiful inside and out. The backyard, oh my gosh, it's like Disneyland. You go out back, you think you're, you're in your own personal resort-like atmosphere. Then you show up, you show the house, and they go, yeah, yeah, that's nice. So the opposite would be the thing to do. You'd say, you know, this next house – I think I've seen this house. If I recall, this is the one that needs a little work. It's a little rough around the edges, I think. And and I think this is the one with the backyard where it's kind of barren and you'd have to kind of make your own thing. But I think it's it's worth checking out. Then they go and they see it and they go, oh, this is fantastic. 
they're amazed. Yes, they think you're stupid, but at least they're pleasantly surprised. So always have your clients be pleasantly surprised. Now, there's a a thing that that's called mutual discovery. So when you pull up uh, – now, one thing I did differently than every other agent is I would, I would have them go through the printouts, weed out the – so I would print out a list of uh, all the – based on the questions that I had asked them where I was, you know, asking them to widen out their thinking and trying to, to see – and I would know how much money they had to spend. And I'm not trying to get them to spend more money, but I'm going to – I'm going to show them all the stuff at their top of their affordability range, whether they said they wanted to afford that or not. You might notice they do that on these uh, some of these reality real estate TV shows. They will take people to a house that had everything they were looking for in a house, and then they, you know, they're in the five hundred thousand dollar price range. So they take them to the house that has everything they want. And then they say, do you love it? And they go, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what we want. Yeah, well, this one's 700000 And they go, oh, and their heart sinks, you know, and then they're experiencing uh, reality like I do in my life every day where what I like and what I can afford are two different things. So you create urgency with mutual discovery. So I didn't, and I recommend everybody try this once, and I don't think you'll ever go back to doing it the other way. So I don't allow – I print I, – I, I would do the search in the MLS and then uh, I'd print out every single listing on paper that would match their requirements. And again, I'm not emailing anything. So then I meet with them. I go through that list one at a time with them and say, just go through the list and pull out all the ones you don't want to waste your time seeing. Now, again, just try this one time. And you'll never go back. So then when they pull out the ones they don't want to see, I look at those and I say, why is it that you didn't want to see this? Why, why, why should we not see this? Now, I want them to say that is what I don't want. you know. And then we get down to the ones that uh, are the ones they do want to see. And then, of course, I'm going to check availability and we're going to go the next day or a day or two after that. And then maybe some new ones have come along and we're going to include those into the list. But when we go out, they're in my car. I've mapped it out so we're going in a logical order so we're not zigzagging all over town. But they know they're seeing every single house that meets their absolute minimum requirements. So the one they can afford – that's the one they love is going to be in that list, okay? So when when I go, I don't let them have copies of the printouts. I say, look, I'm not going to show you copies of the printouts. You're not going to know anything about any of the houses that we're looking at, and all of them are affordable to you, okay? So we're not going to see anything you can't afford. And I don't want you asking me any questions about any of the houses that we're going to look at and the reason I do it that way is it focuses you on one thing and one thing only. And I want you to ask yourself one question when we get into every house, and that is, can I live here? Okay? So the secret is mutual discovery. Now, every once in a while, you're out showing houses and you're parking in front of 
the one with the red bricks on the right, and then uh, there it's got the sign up. And then while you're, you know, getting ready to go open up that house, they go, "Hey, what about that one over there?" And then you look to the left, and you see that big gold Cadillac. And the woman with that big Sotheby's hair getting out. And there's that brand new sign with the fresh little gopher dirt around the bottom of it. And she's hanging the lockbox on her brand new listing. So then, uh, so then you run over and you say, hey, here's the thing. I'm out showing that house across the street. How much is this one? They say what the price is. You go, oh, my gosh, that'll work. I'll tell you what. You can leave. I will put the key in the lockbox for you. I'm going to show it to my people right now. She says, great. I got to go to the nail salon. Okay. So then you run over to them and say, yep, this will work. Let's go take a look at it. So you walk up and you open the door. Now, wait a minute. Is it legal for you to show the house even though you don't have the printout for it? What? You can show houses without printouts? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's right. We already covered that. So then they walk in and they go, ha, ha, and the heavenly host is singing and you're going, oh, my gosh, this is the perfect house. Why is this one the perfect house? It's because they saw it first before you even knew about it. For some reason, that's the thing. And you're both getting excited about it together. So mutual discovery not knowing everything about the house ahead of time is is an important part of creating urgency. Now, they're going to have hesitations about houses that they uh, are being shown by you. So one of the rules, one of the secrets, is to expect that. You know, they're not going to like everything about every house, of course. So expect that they're going to have hesitations. And then there's a number of ways, uh, three really, to handle those. So one of them is handle the hesitations, the objections, you know, before it ever comes up. For example, if you know something that's wrong with the house, say it, overblow it. You know, this is the one, I think this is the one that had this big leak. Now, if you're in a house and it's got a stain on the ceiling, that is from a previous or current roof leak, don't let them find that. Say, hey, this is a problem. You know, point out something that's a problem. So handle it before they have it. You be the one that points that out. The other one is handle it now. You know, they're in my uh, area of the country, Scottsdale, Arizona, land of the blazing sun. How hot is it outside today, uh, Ramon? Is it about 140? I think so. It's cooling. That's right. <laughs> it's a good, it is cooler this year than I don't know what the I'm going to look it up. I'm going to do the weather report. Oh, right we now. Ever do the weather report on the air because you know I got one of these iPhone. It's 91. Is that possible oh at this God. time? 91. Oh, that's crazy. It should be midnight. Should be, actually, should, that's right. Midnight is normally 91. So anyway, in our part of the world, houses kind of settle, and then they have uh, that crack in the drywall where it goes up and down and you know like a like a little stair step down along with the bricks that are behind the drywall. So when you when you see that women generally I think are better real estate agents than men and the reason is we men we know a little bit about everything. And if you don't believe me, you ask one of our fine representatives because we have a man on duty everywhere you go. We know a little bit 
about everything. Isn't that right, Ramon? You know a little bit about everything, don't you? I know a lot about nothing. <laughs> He's completely well-versed on the topic of nothing. So you uh, – they see that crack in the drywall and they go, oh, the house is falling down. Now, the guy agent, the guy agent, we go, oh, oh believe me, that's no problem. All you got to do is you just chip out the, the drywall with that. You put a little joint compound on that. You retexture it. You paint over it. It's as good as new. Okay. And then the buyer goes, huh? Now, the female agent, she looks at the buyer and says, is that fixable? And then the husband Buyer says, "Oh yeah, that's no problem. You just chisel that out of there. You put a little joint compound, texture it, rego, you know, paint over it, good as new. So let it be their thing. So don't act like even if you happen to be an expert on drywall repair or foundations or anything, just look at the at the buyer and say, is that fixable? And they'll and let them have their say about it. And then the other one is just never." handle it. Okay. Now my my mentor, Floyd Wickman, who I talk about quite a bit, he taught me this. Okay. So he would say, you know, a lot of times they'll have an expect or a hesitation about something and uh you just ignoring it is better. So they say, gee, this backyard is tiny. Okay. Uh so you go like this. Yes, it is tiny, and me running my mouth is not going to make it bigger, is it? Yeah. So sometimes I remember one time I was showing a house, and they said uh, it had. <laughs> I remember it had a sunken living room. Okay, this is the <laughs> see, see Hugh Hefner disco. <laughs> so it had a sunken Shag carpet. Yeah, it's uh, not handicap friendly. Let's say that. So it had a sunken. I think it had uh, kind of like a butternut squash colored, uh, hideous kind of like, like the microphone cover colored carpet. But it had the sunken living room and then it had this uh, equally hideous beehive fireplace, okay, at the bottom of that. So if you were to tumble down accidentally, you could fall into flames, which would be wonderful. So, um, you know, I'm we're not at that room yet, but I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is hideous. And then I take them out in the backyard and they said, oh, wow, this backyard is small. So I have been trained correctly. I'm doing so then we go into the house and they go, oh, my gosh, that fireplace is beautiful. And I'm going, really? <laughs> so they fell in love with that fireplace. Now, that's a matter of taste. There is an old Latin phrase called degustimus nonus disputandum, which means in a matter of taste, there is no argument. That's what all I got out of three years of Latin. Three years of Latin and all I got was – in a matter of taste, there is no argument. So I'm not here to talk them out of sunken living rooms. I'm not here to talk them out of uh, beehive fireplaces. Not my cup of tea, but, you know. So they end up falling in love with that. And then every other thing they told me that they wanted in a house, that house did not have. Everything they said was important had gone out the window because they thought that was so cool and uh, literally, I could not talk them out of buying that house. And uh, I believe they may still be living in that house. So secret number four is never handle those. And then, 
you've got to, you know, and it kind of here's how I did it. This might work for you too. So the printouts, I'm using them to drive to the different houses. So when I show the first house, I say, could you live here? In every house, you ask them to buy every house you show. And by the way, I just want to mention if any of the stuff we talk about on the podcast here makes sense to you uh, and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you happen to be open to the idea of having some help with that, if you would like to learn more, you can call me directly anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone number. And let's just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit for you. So 480-385-8810. And I love talking to realtors. I don't want you to ever think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me. Pick up the phone and call me because sales happens on the phone. So 480-385-8810. And if you can't afford coaching, uh, but you wish you could, please go to fearlessagent.com, watch our 45-minute webinar, take lots of notes, go to the video training page. There's a 25-minute video on the speaking page that would be helpful to you. I think you could take some notes. And then there's the video training page has all kinds of free videos that would be much better coaching for free than you would ever pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. That's my guarantee. So uh, we are here for you. So go to fearlessagent.com. Listen to all the episodes of this podcast. If you're listening to this one for the first time, go back to the old ones. Listen, listen to them from oldest to newest. They're in a more logical order that way, or it seems like it to me anyway. And then, uh, and then you'll have to listen to the headlines of the day. But anyway, so the, the, the deal is you got to – ask them to buy every house. So they say, no, there's no way we could live in this house. Then the question is, why? Well, I hate this carpet. Well, that's a fixable thing. So are you telling me if this carpet was changed into some other type of flooring, you would be living in this house? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, what would you be putting in? And they tell you what they're putting in. Is there anything else that would have to change about this house? No. Okay. Well, uh, if this is the first house we've seen, now we're going to go to a next one. But I would take and I would write the number 50. So I'm rating them all on a scale of 1 to 100 because if I'm showing a bunch of houses, I can't remember. So I would write beehive fireplace, uh, sunken living room, death trap, and then 50 on it. That's for me. And then I'd circle that. Then we go to the next house. Could you live here? No. Hate this neighborhood. Hate everything. Hate the smell. Hate everything. Okay. So I'm, you know, folding that one in half or crossing through it. Then we go to the next one. Oh, we like this one. We could live here. Okay. Did you like this one better than Beehive Death Trap? Yes. Okay. Lots better or a little bit better? Lots better. Okay. So that's at 80, 80 you know, and I circle that. Then we go to the next one, and I keep rating the one we're in that they could live in against the last one they like best. And that way it just keeps it straight in my head. And I think it helps them make it make a decision. Once they say, once you say this is the best, and we can agree this is the best one after you've seen them all, let's go back to that one and let's revisit it. So we go back to the one they like best 
and let's get all our all our you know decision making on what would have to be different in that house. So now we're going to go back to the office. So when you go back to the office, you have to close them to sit down. Okay, rule number one. People buy on their butts, not on their feet. Okay, so you can't be doing parking lot stand up comedy and think you're going to sell a house. So you go, you got to get them into the office. But when you're about, oh, about a seven iron away from the parking lot of your office, they do this thing called the parking lot bailout technique. Okay, so they say, oh my gosh, where does the time go? You know, we've got to spell the babysitter, we've got the bowling thing coming up tonight, we've got all that. And you say, you know what? You had a bunch of questions about that house. And why is it that I couldn't answer the questions, Ramon? It's because I didn't bring the printouts with me. I, I didn't have the answers to the questions. So let's just go in the office real quick. I'll make sure you get all the answers done. And when they're on their butts, then they're going to be writing an offer. If they say, oh, no, no, I've got, a, you know, I've got this thing and I got another thing and all that, say, I'll tell you what, you're going to think about it. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to think about it because that's our favorite house. Well, let's just run in real quick. I'm going to write it up as if you were buying it so you know what it is. So tactic number one, technique number one is countering the parking lot bailout technique with answer questions. Number two is the as if. I'm going to write it up as if. If that doesn't work, they go, no, no, we got to do it. Everything. So you say, okay, well, you like that one the best. That's your favorite one. And they're asking 300000 for it, right? Yeah. And that is affordable to you, right? So let me ask you this. If I could get that house for you today for $250,000, would you buy it today? Well, do you think you could? I don't know. But we're not going to know until we go in there. So we're going to go in there and we're going to see what happens. Now, when we get in there and I get them on their butts, all of a sudden that's our favorite house and we're not going to be writing an offer at 250 We're probably going to be writing it at 325 so they don't lose it to somebody else who doesn't – who they don't want living in their favorite house. But you've got to get them in the office so they don't make a bad decision that's going to keep them from living, living in their favorite house. So – uh, I'm going to uh, just say this. If, if once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today here at the Big Fearless Agent podcast, please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. We will explain to you how doing the exact opposite, like we talked about today, is going to make you a lot more money. If you see other agents doing it and you do the opposite, you will make a lot more money. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or any of the other places you see this. And until next week, we always do three things. Have fun. Until next week, be humble. And above all, be fearless. Bye, gang. All right.